Hello everyone and welcome back to Season 2, Episode 41 of the Sports Run On Podcast. In this edition of the podcast, we're going to be start off by talking about the College World Series. The College World Series will be in Game 3 tonight, its final game to see who takes home the, who takes home the title crown for this season between Mississippi State and Vanderbilt. A lot of people thought we weren't going to get to this game just based off the fact of the pitching from Vanderbilt. I was one of those people. We ended up being wrong as there as Mississippi State came out and hit the starting pitch for Vanderbilt very hard in game two to be able to end up forcing this game three after Vanderbilt took took an eight two win in the very in the first game. Mississippi State would come out from the very beginning and put up runs and end up winning this game thirteen to two to force this game three. This was hoped it was a it was a decently close game to see if Vanderbilt could have a beginning until it got to the seventh where there was a five run inning which really blew the game open from the very beginning. This is really crazy because I feel like a lot of people easily had Vanderbilt going back-to-back this season for the College World Series. I, w- I was one of those people. I expected them because they're dominant pitching in their top draft picks that it would just make sense that they would be able to go back-to-back for this season. For right now, that's not looking like the case. Or, and some, some people may still look like it's the case. I still think they're going to bounce back, but some people think that the it may be Mississippi, State, Mississippi State's momentum after a, a, a huge win last night really was going to help them push forward. The two aces will be on the mound tonight for um, for Vanderbilt-Mississippi State for this game. On Vanderbilt, it will be most likely the, the top draft pick in the com- upcoming MLB draft, Kumar Rocker. And for the Commodores and for the Mississippi State Bulldogs, it will be Will, Will Bender. Kumar Rocker has just been absolutely dominant this postseason with so many str- with, with a great strikeout-to-walk ratio and just really going really a great... Off-speed pitch, complemented by a great fastball, which is a lot, which is a lot of what people are looking for in the pros. Which is why most people think that the Pirates would take him as the first pick. I agree with that. With that statement. With that said, I still think I still th- I think that even with the fact that Mississippi State was able to win this second game pretty handily, I still think that Vanderbilt's going to be able to bounce back because I think they've been a consistently good team, just like Mississippi State has. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like. With Kumar Rocker in the mound, Miss Vanderbilt's going to start really settling into their own and really understand what, like, understand how they were playing to begin with in this first game, where they were able to win eight to two. In the first game, it wasn't really a contest either. They were able to really control this game from from the from the very first pitch to the very last one to be able to take that win. So yeah, I, th- I feel like Mississippi State was able to come out and get a win here against Vanderbilt, a pretty commanding win, especially from from start to end. They really showed that they could they they really showed that they could play a full game against this talented Vanderbilt ball like ball team or ball club. But I really think with that said that this is still Vanderbilt's title to lose because I think without a doubt they're still the favorite and I think they should they I think they're the favorite for a very good reason, most just based on the fact. That Kumar Rocker is such a great pitcher, and the bullpen, as I said yesterday, is a very, very commanding. They have a very commanding bullpen, like from start to finish, which is why I think, without a doubt, this is going to be their game to lose. Moving on now to the NBA Finals, the a, a big surprise happened where a lot of people, where after Trey Young went out with his sprained ankle, a lot of people thought that the Bucks. Would be able to beat the Atlanta Hawks in the semifinals game to put Atlanta in the hole three one and really help them be in some cases maybe cruise into the NBA Finals against the winner of the Clippers and the Suns. This is not the case at all. Even without Trey Young, the Bucks still the Bucks still at one point were down forty in this game. So that I mean that that's insane to a lot of people who are avid NBA fans to see something like that happening. 
They ended up losing this game 110 to 88. So and then Atlanta wound up tying this series. This will this will make the games go back to back to Milwaukee. But another the big storyline for a lot of people in this game is the fact that Giannis Antetokounmpo, the star and the MVP, the MVP frontrunner and star for the Milwaukee Bucks, he went out he went out with a hyperextended knee in the third quarter, like beginning of the third quarter, which was a big scare for the Milwaukee Bucks because they're going to need him with this still ta- very talented team with uh, in the Atlanta Hawks to be able to pull out this win because I mean it really if if the Bucks play like they did in this game against Atlanta especially without Giannis it's not looking very good for the Bucks because even with Giannis at the very beginning of this game it did not look like this was their game to win it looked more like it was the Atlanta Hawks game to lose just based on the fact that Atlanta Hawks played a full game and the Bucks never really got going to the fact where they made this game competitive. They, in some cases, this game looked very, very uncompetitive, and not didn't really look that much like an NBA final, NBA semifinals. A lot of people would argue just because the fact that just just become just based on the fact that of how of how lopsided the win was, and how that it wasn't even like the difference in this game wasn't even a big big third or fourth quarter. The difference in this game was just that the Milwaukee Bucks got outplayed by the Hawks. Like there's no way around it. They just got outplayed. And going forward, they're going to really have to play better defense. And but more more than anything, because 110 really isn't that many points. The 88 is really, as I see it, the 88 is really the issue for the Bucks. I see, I feel like they really need to. They need somebody else to be, especially if Giannis is out. They need somebody else besides Chris Middleton to sh- to show up, like kind of like somebody like Drew Holiday to really show up, to be able to really have that other scorer. So Chris Middleton, like Trey Young on on the other side of the Hawks, they the 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 Hawks were able to find even without their star scorer who averages thirty to forty a game, or or and or has averages around twenty but has thirty to forty point games. He still has help from Bogdan Bojanovic, Bogdan Bojanovic, excuse me, and um, others such as Clint Capella and, and many other, and Kevin Herter from the outside. But I feel, which is why I feel like the Bucks right now are scrapping together, trying to find who is that other person going to be, who's that other person going to be that can put up the twenty to thirty points a game. See, whenever Kawhi Leonard went out for the Clippers, whenever Kawhi Leonard out, they needed that person because to help complement Paul George to help them to help them really move forward in the playoffs. That ended up being Terrence Mann. He ended up having a he ended up having a hot he ended up having like twenty plus points last night. Or twenty yeah, twenty twenty plus points a couple nights ago to be able to help them help them really get back into this series as he took the number two spot behind obviously Paul George because he's the star besides Kawhi Leonard that really makes up the makes up the bread the bread and butter of this team to really help them push forward to have a, a legitimate chance of winning these NBA finals. With that said, the Clippers will be going out tonight playing at home back in LA to see if they can force a game seven against the Suns. This is a huge game for them. And as I was saying, again, just like the last game, I feel like Terrence Mann. Marquise Morris and and many others just really have to really have to step up for them to be able to really force a game seven because if Devin Booker and Chris Paul come out and play like they have been it's gonna it's gonna make it re- very very difficult for them to be able to force a game seven just based off of the fact that there's so much firepower and De- not to mention DeAndre Ayton he had the alley oop he had the alley put in to be able to w- be able to win the game to put them up three one to win game four. 
So I feel like the Clippers just like, of course, the Clippers and the Bucks are really both in this situation. I mean, the Bucks are 2-2 and the, and the Clippers are, now it's now it's 3-2, but they were down 3-1. The big difference from that is that Kawhi Leonard hasn't been in this entire series and Giannis just went out, that, just went out tonight or last night. So, I, but I do think these two teams are really in the same boat for a lot of this, just based off the fact that they they they're looking for that person. They're looking for that. They have that star still. Like they had two stars, Chris Middleton and Giannis, and then Paul jo- for the Bucks and, and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard for the Clippers. Now they're in the same boat because one of those Giannis and Kawhi have both gone down with injury. Funny, both not really funny enough, but just like ironic enough that they they have both they have both gone down with knee injuries. So that that's that's something really interesting, but but with that said, we're we're still looking for something. Where they're they're looking for that other star. They're looking for that other star that's gonna that's gonna really step up and be the difference maker for these teams going forward. With that said, the other game on tonight is the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs as the Canadians in Tampa Bay look to bounce back after a five to one loss. As I said in my podcast yesterday, this was still a pretty close five to one loss because. I mean, it was, it was two one going into the third period. The only difference was that the Lightning were able to really turn it on in the in the final period of this game to be able to take this take a five one win at home. I feel like we'd be talking about something completely different if the Canadians would have won this and they would have been able to steal one on on Tampa Bay's home ice. But I feel like Tampa Bay is just simply too skilled for the Canadians not to win this game to put them in a real to not make, not to put them in a position just to be for this to be a competitive series, but to put them in a, a, a position to have a legitimate chance at winning the title or hoisting the, hoisting the Stanley Cup. So I feel like that this is a must-win to be able to to be able to split at home with a team as good as the Tampa Bay Lightning because especially when you go no matter what the sport is if you're playing a series you never want to lose those first two games at home because going in a hole even if you go back home even though some teams like the Clippers have got out of that 2-0 hole it's never a good look because it really there it starts to be some doubting because because obviously to be able to win a series especially if you're the see like the like the Canadians, you have to be able to win a game on the road. To be able to win four of seven games, one of those games has to be on the road because you only have three of those seven games at home. So they have to be able to. They have to secure at least one game on the Canadians or on Tampa Bay's ice to be able to have a legitimate chance of winning the Stanley Cup. Just not based on because they need a win on the road, but just based because they need to be able to win four out of seven games. I think that the Canadians will be able to do this. I think they're going to be able to bounce back. I think they'll really be able to. I think they'll look. I think they'll look to really bounce back, and I think they'll have a pretty strong game going forward. With that said, I also think that the Clippers will have to force a game seven tonight. I think Paul George is going to. Paul George, Terrence Mann are both going to have very, very big games against Phoenix, just like they did, the just like they did in Game Five. So I, I, I do think that we're going to be able to be seeing a game seven in Phoenix after the Clippers are able to get a game six win tonight. With that said, this wraps up. The 42nd episode of the Sports Run On Podcast.